today we are at church but more than being at church how many of you know we are the church put put your hands on your chest right here just close your eyes for just a second what we want to do is we want to invite the holy spirit to come and to speak something into our lives just slow down for just a moment and see what it is in this in the spirit of revival and the spirit of the, of what God is doing in this moment in in this church. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just asking personally, come and speak to me. Holy Spirit, come and revive me. Cause me to come alive. Touch me. Transform me. Holy Spirit, I'm here to to receive from you. I'm here because I love you, Father. This is your church. This is your people. And God, we're here today to honor you and to lift up your name. And God, I don't want to leave here the same way that I came. God, I want to leave different. Deposit something into my soul, God. Change me by your power and by your presence in this place today. God, that is our expectation, God. That is our hope, God. That is our faith, God. God, that you do what you want to do in our lives here today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen and amen. So it's good to be here this morning. I'm excited uh, and humbled to have the honor uh, to be up here and be able to share what God's placed on my heart in the midst of this pursuit of God's revival that's taking place here um, at the Victory Church. Tremendous. We, we weren't here, but we watched uh, service last week, Pastor Cricket. We watched service Wednesday night with uh, Pastor Stephen and the words that have been coming forth and the spirit of God that is moving in this place. God is doing something new and God is doing something fresh and God is reviving us again. How many of you are thankful that God doesn't leave us where we are, but he takes us to new places? Scripture says that he makes our feet like hinds feet so we can walk upon our high places. God has high places that he wants us to walk into. The enemy wants to keep us low, but God wants to take us high. The enemy enemy wants to keep us paralyzed, but God wants to make us free. The enemy wants to cause us to have death in areas of our life, but the revival spirit of God says that he wants our lives to come alive in the mighty name of Jesus. And so it's an exciting uh, about what's coming up. Up. And so I just want to share for if you share with you for a few moments uh, this morning what I feel like God's put on my heart. It's just a piece of the puzzle, hopefully, of what God is speaking to the church over this season of time. How many of you know God brings us into different seasons of time? We're coming out of a season and we're coming into a new season. And when God brings us into a different season, there's a different spirit and there's a spirit of life. And we want to step into that life. And I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about um, the river of revival. The river of revival. Everybody say the river of revival. Say it three times real fast. That's kind of hard to do. The river of revival. I want to, I want to read to you my text this morning out of Ezekiel chapter 47. It's a passage that you're familiar with, but it's the context and the foundation upon which I want to jump off of and share the word the Lord put in my heart for today. It says, the man brought me back to the entrance to the temple. And I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. And the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. And as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits. And then he led me through water.
through water. He led me through water that was ankle deep. And then he measured off another thousand cubits and he led me through water that was knee deep. And he measured off another thousand and he led me through water that was up to my waist. And then he measured off another thousand, but now it was a river. Everybody say river. It's a river of revival, but it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. Verse nine of Ezekiel 47 says, everything that this river touches shall live. Everybody say, everything that this river touches shall live. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea. What he's saying here is that even that which is dead, when this river of revival, when this river of God's spirit flows over dead things, it causes them to live. It says even the fish that are in the Dead Sea will, will live and the waters of the Dead Sea will be healed. And wherever this river flows, everything will live. So my question to you this morning is, what is it in your life? What is it in our family? What is it in our relationships? What is it in, in, uh, in our walk that, that is dead that needs to come alive? Ezekiel tells us that if the river of God touches it, it will come alive. If the, the, the river of revival is allowed into those areas of our life, the scripture tells us that those things that are dead, they will come to life. And how many of you know, it doesn't matter how dead they are. The river is greater. It doesn't matter how long they've been dead. The river is greater. The river of revival that is flowing into our church and into our homes in this season is a river. If we will step into it, it has the power to transform our lives and our relationships and our families and our finances and our purpose and our future. It is a river of revival that's flowing in this place during this season. Wherever the river flows, it causes life. Do you want into this river? Let me just say this. I would say it's up to you and I if we get in. How many of you know that? It's up to you and I. Just because the river is flowing doesn't mean that we're in the river. It's up to you and I if we're going to get into the river. And what the scripture told us was that there were different levels of this river of life. There, there is the edge of the river. There's the part of the river that's ankle deep. There's the part that's knee deep, waist deep. And then there are waters to swim in. And God gives us the option of how deep we want to go. God gives us the opportunity to wade in to our heart's content. How deep do we want to go? How much of this river of revival, this, re, this river of his spirit, do we want flowing in our life? It's up to you and I. We make the choice. How many of you want to swim in the waters of the river of his spirit? How many of you want this revival to be a river that flows into your existence in a way that sweeps you away? I love that because the depth of the river, the further we go, the less control that we have. Do you know that if you've been in water and when I'm ankle deep, you know what? I pretty got pretty much got control of everything. But when I get out there and it's over my head, we were at the beach a couple of weeks ago and you get out there and the way you get out there and it's over your head. How many of you 
know you're out of control. But when it comes to God, that's a very good thing. When we can lay down our control of our situations and circumstances, we lay down our control of our lives and what's going on in our lives. We take our hands off of the wheel. If we will get into this river to the point that we lose control, then that means that God has all of control. And when God has control, he can do the things in our lives that we need him to do. Can you say amen? So it's up to us how deep we get into the river. It's up to us if we get in at all. But when we encounter the river of God's presence, the river of revival, when we've stepped into it and when we've waded into it and when we have decided to swim in it and when his spirit is over our head, how many of you know it has the power to change us? It has the power to transform us. It has the power to resurrect us. It has the power to lead us, to fill us, to empower us, and to flow through us. When we step into the move of God's Spirit, how many of you know it causes things to be transformed in our life? It causes things to be different in our life. And so in this season, when this river is flowing, let us be those that make a determination that we know the reward of revival. We know the reward of laying down our life and stepping into what it is that God has, that we we up God on our priority list and we move everything else down and we make room for his river to flow in our lives. We give him time. We give him priority. We make room for his river to flow in our family. We make room for his river to flow in all the aspects of our life. And if we do, it will cause things to change. It will cause things in our life to be different. Because when we encounter the, the river of the Spirit of God, the river of revival, how many of you know when we encounter God and we encounter His presence and when we spend time in His presence and in His power, it leaves a deposit in us that wasn't there before. How many of you are thankful that when we encounter God, things don't stay, stay the same? When we encounter God and when we walk into His presence, I love that song that says, when He walks into the room, everything changes. Everything changes. There is a deposit of his love that's placed into our heart. There's a deposit of his acceptance. How many of you know that you're loved and accepted by your heavenly father? There's a deposit of affirmation. There's a deposit of redemption. How many of you know that he's the redeemer? And there's things in our life that only he can redeem. He, he is the only one that can change them. There's a deposit of his forgiveness and his grace and his purpose and his truth that he wants to make in our lives. But we have to step into the water. We have to step into the water and we have to choose to receive the life that is flowing in this place, in this moment, in this season. And because of the deposit that God makes in our lives, it should revolutionize the way that we live. Let's just stop for just a second. So the way we've been living life up to this point. Maybe it's been pretty good or maybe it's been really good, but there's a, there comes seasons when God comes where he comes to transform things in our life. It's a season where things are, are intended to, 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 to change and to be different. And I don't know what that looks like for you. I know in some ways what it looks like for me and what God is asking of me, but this is a season that if we step into the spirit of God and the presence of God and the river of revival that's taking place in this, in this place, in this season, there will come transformation in our life and it will revolutionize the way that we live our life. 
And I feel like this morning, kind of the, the, the word that I'm supposed to bring is, is this. And, and I just want to hover over this for just a moment here. It's that the river flows to us. The river of revival is flowing to us. And we have open hands. And we want to receive what it is that God has for us. Is it deliverance? Is it freedom? Is it healing? Is it wholeness? Is it purpose? Is it direction? Is it joy? Is it fullness? Whatever it is, God loves to bring that to us. And he wants us to encounter that in his river. But not only is the river of revival supposed to flow into our lives, not only is the river of revival supposed to flow to us, but the river of revival is supposed to flow through us as well. And that is the, that is the word I feel like the Lord gave me for today. And that is this, that it's, we reach out to receive what God has for us in this moment. And we look to receive, but not only are we looking to receive, but God is calling us to be people that not only receive the river of revival, but we are a conduit and we release the river of revival out of our other hand. God has called us to be those that experience revival to me. But then secondly, revival through me. See, it's a, a really a, a passing of the baton this morning, I feel like. Two sides to the coin. See, God wants to do things for me, but he also wants to do things through me. See, our lives are to be reservoirs and not just reserves. See, the difference between a reserve and a reservoir is they both intake, right? They both intake, but a reserve is all about holding on to what I receive in case I need some for later. But God hasn't called us to be reserves in this earth. He's called us to be reservoirs. The whole purpose of a reservoir is to receive water in, and it is only temporarily holding it because it's looking for an opportunity to dispense it and to release it and to let it go and to bring life somewhere else. So God is telling us in this season, not only only is this revival to be to us, but it's also to be a revival that is through us. How many of you agree with that? A revival to us. God wants to do things in us, but he also wants to do things through us. Whatever it is that he comes and he deposits in our life, whatever it is that he comes and he releases into our life, we are to be those that understand that freely we have received and that freely we are to give. How many of you know that it's not just Pastor Jerry and Elaine that are ministers, but everybody that's on this parking lot this morning is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are God carriers. We are to be those that carry a revival spirit wherever we go. You go places, I'll never go. I go places every week, you will never go. You touch people that I'll never touch, and you talk to people that I'll never talk to. And it's our responsibility. Not only is there a reward in revival, when the Spirit of God comes and we encounter His presence, and the reward that comes from that is intimacy, and, and it's breakthrough, and it's power, and it's passion. There are not only rewards, to the revival that God brings us, but there's also a responsibility to revival. And that responsibility is clearly seen in the Gospels. When Jesus said to those that were followers of him, what I give to you, you take it and you go and share it with the world. He said, go ye into all the world and carry this good news of the kingdom. How many of you know Jesus was all about the kingdom? He said, the kingdom of God is only going to go throughout your family and throughout your workplace and throughout your city and throughout your community only if you carry it to those places. 
Because he said the kingdom of God doesn't happen through observation. So many times we're just waiting on God to do something when what God has said is I've done something. I've done something in you. Now I want to do something through you. And the enemy has us convinced. And many times what he has us doing is he has us so focused in on all the things that we don't have in life and we don't have together and we don't, we don't have what we need. But remember when the beggar said to uh, Paul and Silas, he said, give me something, give me something. And he, and Paul, it was Paul, right? He said, he said, silver and gold, have I none? But what I do have, give I unto you. And what the enemy wants us to do is he wants us to be so focused on what we don't have in God and what we don't have in our spiritual life and what we are lacking that we don't look at the things that we do have. Everybody raise your hand and say, I'm so thankful for what I do have. I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for redemption. I'm thankful that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. How many of you know if I didn't have anything else in life, that's enough. That is eternity. That is eternity with Jesus. But we have so much more. You are much more full than you will ever, ever know. And God deposits things in our life because he wants us to take those things to the whole world. You have answers that people around you need. We have power that people around us need. We have freedom that we need to dispense to those that are captive. The scripture says that we have been anointed to preach the gospel. Not only are there rewards for us in a season of revival, and there are. God is rewarding us with his presence. He's rewarding us with his blessing. He's rewarding us with his grace and with his, with his power and with his freedom, with his wholeness and with his healing. He's rewarding us with breakthrough and visions and dreams. He's rewarding us with all those things. And it's like he keeps driving through uh, uh, our bank and he, he's making a deposit after a deposit. And you can get ankle deep deposits or knee deep deposits or waist deep deposits or you can get swim in deposits. We can get the deposits that we need in our life if we're willing to go after God. But when we get them, it's not supposed to just stay in the bank. God's called us to be people that write checks that bless other people in this earth. God wants to bring this revival to us, but he also wants to bring this revival through us. He wants us to be conduits he wants us to be reservoirs, those that understand that, that the blessings of God aren't so that I build bigger barns and I just hold them to myself. But you are a carrier of the revival. You are a carrier of the presence. We are carriers of the power. We are carriers of the name of Jesus Christ. And I can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And in your workplace, you can share the good news. We're called to be salt and we're called to be light and not spooky and not to be weird and not to be super spiritual where people can't relate to us. Just But just be normal. Joe and David and Sue and Larry and Stephen, wherever we are, we just have the, the presence of God and we have the, the person of Jesus Christ and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and we have deposits that God has made in our life day after day, week after week, month after month. And the enemy wants to keep us focused on what I don't have. But Paul said, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. And, I, and when, when we surrender what we do have to God and we let him take it and let him use it, he can do mighty miracles through us. God doesn't need us waiting on someone else to do it. He's called you and I to be vessels to pour out what it is that he's placed on the inside of us. 
Do you know that God trusts you with what he's put in you? That God believes that you're enough? That God, the, the spirit of God dwells in you and I, and he wants to use you and I to be poured out on those around us. God give you a word. God give you a scripture. God give you empathy and compassion. God give us love and God give us grace. God give us eyes to see how that we can be conduits of this revival of the things that God is doing in us. Listen. There's a spirit that tries to keep us from our mission. See, our mission, see, if our only mission on this earth was to be receivers of the revival, to come to know him and to be redeemed and to be saved, then as soon as that happened, we would be raptured out of this place. We'd be taken out of this place. But how many of you, how many, how many of you are sons and daughters of the king? Let me hear from you. Now, now paint yourself, maybe to wake yourself up, but also paint yourself to see, am I awake? You're sons and daughters of the king, but where are you at? You're still right here on this earth. See, God saved us, but the scripture says he not only saved us, but he called us with a holy calling. He saved us and he called us to be his ambassadors here on this earth. There is a, there is a, I don't know. There is a deception in the church. There is a lie in the church and it goes back hundreds of years and it's worked its way in. And I think many times we don't even recognize, most of the time we don't even recognize it, but we have this expectation and we have this, this thought process that we come to church and then the leaders do church. And then we go out and we live our life and we expect them to um, call people to church and they go and pray for people and they lead people. But that's not the new Testament. The New Testament was that they went into the upper room and they prayed and they sought God until revival came, until the wind of God came, until the spirit of God came and filled them with the Holy Spirit. And, and because Jesus said, he said, you're going to go out and you're going to do greater works than I do. How's that even possible? You're going to do greater works than I do in this earth. And Jesus did it all while he was on the earth. He messed up every funeral he went to, including his own, didn't he? He raised the dead. He delivered those that were oppressed. He healed the sick. He did all these things. It is our mission. It is our mission. He said, go and do likewise. Greater works than these. But you can't do it until you're empowered with the Spirit from on high. And in Acts chapter 2, they were in the upper room. All 120 of them, they were there. And they received the indwelling Spirit of God. The power of the Holy Spirit. That when Jesus died on the cross and the, the, the temple veil was rent half in two. And no longer was the Spirit of God behind the veil. But it came out and it inhabited the believers. Now we carry the Spirit of God on the inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means that we are alive and the Spirit of God dwells on the inside of us. And He gave us authority. And He gave us responsibility to take what He's given us and to go into all the world. That means going to, uh, to Aerojet and, and Lockheed and Max and Walmart and neighborhoods and wherever it is that we are. Wherever, Colorado, wherever it is that we are and we're to take what we have been deposited with. Listen, the joy of the Lord, the goodness of God, the presence of Jesus, the grace of God, the goodness of God. We have it deposited on the inside of us. 
And we're to be the ones that are light. And we're to be the ones that are salt. God wants to bring revival to us, but He doesn't want us to hold it on reserve. He wants us to be reservoirs. A reservoir is a place where water is collected and stored for use. Everybody say for use. This revival that's coming to me is coming to me for use. Not just in my life, but for those around me. Especially water for supplying a community, for irrigating land, or for furnishing power. That's what a reservoir is about. This revival has come into our lives to create reservoirs within each and every one of us. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning, we have a responsibility to this river of revival that's flowing into our lives. And remember this. When we give, guess what happens? So what the enemy tries to tell us is this, is you don't have enough to give. (laughs) What little bit you have. Remember when Elijah told the widow, she's like, I I got just enough flour and I got just enough oil to make one more cake. And after that, me and my son are going to eat it and we're going to die. And the enemy would tell you is what what the enemy would tell me and you is, is you don't have as much as brother Jerry and you don't have as much as sister Elaine or brother Donald or sister Thelma. You don't have enough to give what you've got away. But that is a lie of the enemy. As she gave what she had, God put in more and he put in more and he put in more. And you may say, I don't have enough joy to share it with my co-worker. God says that's a lie. When you begin to share it, he'll pour in more and he'll pour in more and he'll pour in more. Because when we give, it's given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He who sows generously, how many of you know will reap generously? We can't be consumed with what we don't have. We've got to be consumed with who he is and what he's given us. And we've got to be willing to be those that will dispense it. So the lie of the enemy is, is it's not me. I don't have it in me. It's got to be somebody else. But in Ephesians, the scripture tells us that the only job of the pastors and evangelists and teachers and prophets and apostles, the fivefold ministry gifts in the church, you know, the lie of the enemy is it's their job to to do it. Well, the scripture tells us that their job is to equip us for the work of the ministry. God never intended for the power and, and, and the responsibility to rest on a chosen few. He, his purpose and his plan was that the, those few that are gifted by God are to train us up, to release us, to go out. And so we have to tear down those lies and those deceptions and to know that there's a responsibility that comes with this river of revival that's flowing into our lives. There is a river. There is a river that's flowing. And as we step in, how many of you know that there's more than enough for what I need? There's more than enough for what I need. And God wants us to be reservoirs. Open your hands to the Lord right now. I I know, I sense, I sense what it is. In our culture and in our society, there is a huge spirit of self-preservation. It's self-seeking. It's self-interest. It's, it's, it's the opposite of the culture of the kingdom of God. It's all about what I want and what I need. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to us. I mean, it's a fight. It's a war. That's why Jesus said daily we have to take up our cross. And we have to crucify ourselves. There's none of us that are immune to this spirit. How deeply it's interwoven into our daily life and our thought processes about what I want to eat and where I want to go and what I want to do and what I feel like. All of these things, they war against the purpose and the plan of God for our life. 
they keep us on reserve instead of being reservoirs. They keep us on, I have to get for me and mine and, and I don't have enough. But, but Paul said, what I do have, I give it away. And this is a season today where I, I believe what God is, is doing Open your hand like this right here is what the Spirit of God is saying is He's putting the baton in our hand. He's taking the baton of the revival and He's placing it in our There's no way revival is going to come to this community unless you and I are the seeds of revival on the land that God has called us to reside in. There is no revival coming to your community. There is no kingdom coming to your neighborhood unless you let the kingdom of God come out of you and establish itself in that place. It's our responsibility. And it's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's our purpose. It's God's plan. It's why He left us here. He said we're His ambassadors. He could have done it any way He wants to do it. But these kids chose to travel all the way to Loveland, Colorado, and they worked hard, and they raised money, and they went out into communities, and they did hard things. And all of that was what? It's the will of God. It's the purpose of God. And it looks different every day of our life, no matter where we're at, right? No matter where we're at. But we're conduits of His presence and we're conduits of the river of God. God has called all of us to be those that can dispense His love. To to be carriers of the good news. So Jesus said to the Pharisees, He says, The kingdom of God doesn't come through observation. What He was meaning there was that that they like to observe the laws. The religious duties, right? He was saying, keeping, keeping all of the religious duties, he said, the kingdom of God doesn't come that way because the kingdom of God is in us. The kingdom of God comes near those around us when we let the kingdom of God out. So how much we want to receive of the revival is up to us. How much of the re- re- revival we want to release is up to us. But the Spirit of God is stirring us in this season as to what really matters. What really matters. And there needs to be a breaking off of our lives. I'm talking about me and you. A breaking off of our lives. Any lies or deceptions or mistruths about what our responsibilities and roles are in the kingdom. Jesus said, I release you to go town to town by twos, right? He said, don't even take a cloak. Don't carry anything with you. Just go with the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Everybody put your hand on your chest right there. Close your eyes. It's time for me to close. This is, this is not a correction or a rebuke. This is, I, I believe it's an impassioned plea of the Holy Spirit to us to say there's two sides to the revival coin. And it's exciting and it's powerful. I'm putting my hand on my chest to say, God, continue to do in me everything you want to do in me. Continue to deposit in me everything that needs to be deposited in me. God, I know all the broken places in my life, but God, let me see all the healed places and let me see all the whole places and let me remember all of the good things that you have done, God, in my life and over my life. God, let me know that it is the very Spirit of God that dwells on the inside of me and that you have come that I might have life and life more abundantly. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 23, my cup runs over. 
That's more than enough. Your cup runs over with the Spirit of God. Your cup runs over with the promises of God. Your cup runs over with the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Your cup runs over with the grace of God and the presence of God. That is more than enough. It's more than enough for me, for my job, for my family, for my neighborhood. I have everything that I need. And if I will be a conduit of the revival, the river of revival... It'll come back to me 30, 60, and 100 fold. So God, not only do I declare over my life that I have more than enough, but God, I thank you, God, that you've called me to pour my cup out on others around us. Paul said, I poured out my life like a drink offering. I poured out my life like a drink offering. If you want, if you want a breakthrough in your life in this arena, to step into the purposes of God and the will of God for our lives. How many of you know he just said, he said, go, just go. You're enough. The spirit of God in you is enough. He's anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed you to lay hands on the sick and pray a prayer of faith. Hey, it's not up to us whether they get healed or not. We just got to obey. We can pray for people. We can love people. We can affirm people. We can speak life over people. We can be salt and we can be light. We can be responsible for the revival that God's placed on the inside of us. And when we do, this thing will begin to spread. It'll begin to spread. The enemy will say, oh, no, you can't pray for them because remember what you were thinking about before you came to work? Well, how many of you know the blood takes care of everything that we do wrong? It makes up for every weakness that we have. And the presence of God is greater than any, any of that. And Jesus is the name above this, uh, name above every name. It's at his name, every knee bow and tongue confesses that he is Lord. We have what we need. The revival, the river of revival is flowing into this place. It's flowing into us. We will be those that step in to swim in it. And then as we receive the deposit of God, then we're going to be those that release it into the world around us. Just raise your hands and say, God, I want to release it. God, I want to release it. God, I hear your voice saying I'm enough. I hear your voice saying I'm a disciple. I hear your voice saying go, go ye into all the world. I hear your voice saying, God, that you are with me. I hear your voice saying that I'm anointed, God. I'm anointed for more. God, I'm anointed for more. God, I'm anointed for more. Just being me. I'm anointed to be me. I'm free to be me. And in whatever way that looks like, that's not with a microphone necessarily. That's not on a, with a pulpit. It's just wherever God calls us to be. We have the deposit in us that we need to share with those around us. The river. How many of you know, this is my clothes. Remember what Jesus said? That the woman at the well offered him a drink. And he said, if you knew who I was and you knew what I had to offer, you would be asking me for a drink. Because if you drink what I give you, it's not just the drink, but it becomes in you a well. An everlasting spring that will flow up and out of you. How many receive the well, the river of revival that God's pouring out during this season? God bless you.